Hey, my name is Elisa Kay, and I'm here to teach you how to rise above the noise and say yes to owning an unforgettable, impact-making business. On this podcast, you'll learn how to harness the power of your unique story and use magnetic marketing tools so that you can confidently own your place in your industry. Get ready to transform your marketing to reach more people and finally feel authentically you online. It's time to grow your business with purpose. This is the Own Your Message podcast. You're listening to The Modern Coach Podcast, episode number 16. Is it too late to create a thriving Facebook group? Let's get on with the show. Hey, my name is Elisa Kay, and you're about to learn the new way that coaches are building thriving businesses online by rising out from the shadows, owning who they are, and finally understanding the business of coaching. Get ready, because this is where we shed the old age thinking of coaches everywhere and say yes to owning a happy, healthy business that not only impacts people everywhere, but gives you the freedom to do what you want, when you want. This is the Modern Coach Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Modern Coach Podcast. I am super excited to be coming back after my birthday week. Um, I've, I've been calling it a birthday sabbatical, which I think just sounds cooler <laughs> and more exciting and probably a lot more than what it actually was. But genuinely, I had the most relaxing week off and it's been glorious. It's actually been really glorious taking all of this time off in July. And I feel like I'm very privileged to be able to sit here many years later after many, many, many months of burnout and many, many Julys of working my, you know, ass off and traveling with clients and, and picking up extra jobs. And always July used to be the craziest month in my previous business because it would be, you know, we'd be pre- preparing for summer, like, tuition spots, and it would be lesson plans, and it would be just just a lot of prep work. Um, so to be able to build a business around what I truly, truly want, and what I've always wanted, which is ultimately to be able to take a month or two off, or at least, you know, a couple, a couple of good weeks off with a few little bits of work here and there, because... I'm going to be honest with you guys, like I am genuinely a workaholic. I love what I do. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I also am a restaholic. I like to have a balance between the two. So over the last week, I went back home, I saw my family, I got these gorgeous, gorgeous flowers and presents. And we just had the most, honestly, the most incredible time spending time with the family. And I feel like that's such a privilege after the last, you know, few months just being able to see everyone in one place and really connect and be able to have my loved ones around me uh that is genuinely such a such a gift so I feel like super blessed and then my partner sent me to this retreat this weekend and uh we did a women's circle and it was just oh it was magical it was magical because I think sometimes as coaches we think that we think that we have to fix everything. And for me, the the coach, like the women's circle specifically was such an interesting experience. I've been a part of different circles before. If you don't know what a circle is, essentially it is you're sat in a circle. Someone gives you, it's usually, you know, like a rock or a statue or a totem of some sort. And whatever the intention of the circle is. So in this instance, the lady that was leading uh, the circle, she pulled a card, she asked a question. 
usually I've been to like moon circles a few times before, but never really one that was dedicated to women and never really in, in that like intense, this is just a circle way. It's always been sort of part of Kundalini yoga or, or something like that. So it was really my first quote unquote experience, right? Of doing this women's circle. And I think it's such a such an interesting experience having to listen and attentively pay attention to each woman there and not offer any advice. Like, I know that sounds really silly when I say it out loud, but that was the thing that I sort of came away with after that circle. Obviously, it was really lovely to share and to connect in such a way and what happens in the circle is sacred. And it was such a, it was such a f- emotionally freeing experience for me specifically, but just being able to listen to all of these different stories and all of these different varieties of of things that are that are going on with all of these different women and instead of being the coach for once just sort of sitting there and feeling into the space and really just giving people the space to talk it out without essentially being paid for <laughs> so you know hold, holding that space or without having to then coach someone through those feelings sort of like an emotional release without really the coaching part you're still obviously holding space as a circle and that's just such a beautiful and intention setting process but I am a fixer by nature as to how how I became a, a business coach because I love solving problems so for me you know this whole business started because I was trying to solve a problem within my previous business right so being able to sit there with the with, with the space and just listen and receive the lessons from the different stories and sort of be in that receptive mode was such a beautiful beautiful experience and i think something that we don't allow ourselves enough when you're a busy coach or just a busy business owner you're always in fixer mode versus in receptive mode and i think how many of us you know really listen to content, listen to things like podcasts, right? The, the irony is not lost on me as you're listening to this podcast. But how many of us are, you know, taking notes and, and instead of just receiving the lessons and being open to hear the things that are in between each sentence, how many of us are truly like paying full attention and, and seeing what comes up? And I think sometimes we are either overly intensely in the conversation or we're not even paying attention at all, and it's sort of just background noise. And I think either one of those extremes, it's an interesting one, because most of us are are on one of either end of that scale, right? So being able to just receive and being able to just be was such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I really want to share that with you, that, you know, a lot of the time when we think about the different marketing systems that and different marketing platforms specifically that are available to us, we're in such overthinking mode. We're in such such fixer mode. Like that's the best way that I can think of it. That it's sometimes difficult to just let it be and let the lesson come to you and let the the answer that is probably staring you right in the face, it's like right in front of your eyes, but you're so close that you can't see it. I find that with things like marketing platforms, copywriting, messaging, usually those things are so close to you that you just need to give yourself that little bit of space and just let it be easier. Let it be easier to decide on things like, should I create a, you know, 
a Facebook group? Should I go all in on Instagram? Should I go and try TikTok? Just let it be easier and let it be an easy yes or no situation. And I think, you know, as I was in the circle and afterwards when, you know, we, we set our pieces and we listened to each story and we, you know, disconnected from the circle, we had you know, sort of a little bit of a, of a nidra at the end, we went to this wild spa and it was so interesting sort of getting to know these women on a much deeper level because really <laughs> my, the clarity around Facebook groups came to me like a sauna, right? And how many of us have had that experience where you have, you know, where you just have a random, I don't know, random encounter and you're like, oh no, everything, like the universe makes sense. Has that ever, has that ever happened to you? Please tell me it's happened to you because it's definitely happened to me so many different times. So when I, you know, when I was in the sauna and, you know, connecting with these women and it was just so magical, we started talking about marketing and, you know, one of the ladies there was a business owner and then another one was then, you know, a freelancer and, and so on and so forth. I feel like sometimes we as women specifically, because it was a women's event, right? I think sometimes we feel like we've missed the bus, right? We've missed the train, we've missed our ticket, We've missed the bandwagon. Like, I, I know that when Clubhouse started, for example, I think it's like two years ago now. I don't even remember when, when that was. Now, when Clubhouse started, I was a bit like, oh, I should get on this train. And then I didn't. And then I didn't. And then I didn't. And then, you know, I did a few whatever interviews and it felt like I'd missed I'd missed my ticket. And I feel like so many, so many people I talk to, specifically within our programs and within my coaching and VIP, you know, services, so many, so, so many women specifically think that they have missed it. They've missed the Facebook train. They've missed the Instagram train. They've missed the TikTok train. And sometimes you just need to chill the fuck out. You need to go to like a wood somewhere, <laughs> connect with other people to really see that you haven't really missed on out on anything you've just not been letting yourself have something that you really, really want, or you've not been, you know, nurturing the seeds or the fruits of your labor. And, you know, in order to to decide what platform do you want to go all, all in on, it always, for me, starts with strategy. Like, what is the specific strategy that you want to follow? What What is it that, where is it that you want to build your business? And what is the offer? Like, I find it hilarious that when people tell me that Facebook is dead, I'm like, Facebook is the most active platform on earth. Facebook has the most money. Facebook, you know, love it or hate it, Facebook ultimately is still number one. And it's probably going to be for a very long time. Like, money breeds money. And I think so many, so many women that I talk to specifically want to have a Facebook group. And over the last few weeks in my signature program, it's called the Soulmate Client Accelerator. It's, you know, it, it's been such a topic of conversation. Every single conversation and, and coach, coaching call we have, we end up talking about Facebook groups. And I wanted to record this podcast episode for you because I think so many of us think, is it too late? Is it too late to start a Facebook group? Is it too, is it too late, Right. So today's episode is going to be focusing on Facebook, but I think you can take this advice around any platform that you've been thinking about. I don't think it's ever too late. Like if I wanted to jump on Clubhouse today, there are probably people on there who would still buy. Is it still a thriving, you know, platform with a lot of my quote unquote typical audience? 
No, but all of the people hang out in all of the places. I do really think that it's a myth when people say, no, my clients only hang out on Facebook. Well, I know for a fact that I don't only hang out on Facebook. I go over here and over here and over here. So, you know, is it really, if, if, that, if those are my consumption habits, then my ideal soulmate people are most likely going to be very similar to me. Like, I think that's that's a no-brainer, right? So is Facebook dead? No, of course not. Facebook is still thriving. People are still spending loads and loads of time in, in groups and, you know, on their personal pages. I will say that we become so jaded because for a lot of us coaching, you know, professionals, marketers, freelancers, or however you want to call yourself, for the majority of us, we've spent so long doing the things that we've done and it almost feels like you're going up a hill. You're like, well, if only, you know, I've spent so many years in Facebook groups and I'm a little bit disillusioned with it. And, you know, I don't really engage anymore and I don't, you know, partake in the in the social economy of Facebook. Now, I think a lot of clients who are like that, I always ask them, okay, well, then why do you want to have a Facebook group? Like a, a Facebook group essentially is a community. You're creating a space for people to converse. You're creating a party. And I think that, you know, I've had many, I've had many a Facebook group in my time. We've had, you know, a tutoring Facebook group that blew up. I was a co-host in a different tutoring group, right, you know, a few years ago when I, when I started this business, right? And we were sort of bringing in a lot of the digital marketing and copywriting um, mastery that I was teaching my coaching clients. We sort of cross-pollinated the tutoring industry with it, right? So that was a different type of Facebook group. I have had my decoding social Facebook group for such a long time as well. And last week, I decided to close it down. So I'm closing down my Facebook group of over 1,300 members. Dun, dun, dun. Now, all my clients are like, does that mean that Facebook is dead? What does it all mean, Elisa? Tell me. No, it doesn't mean that Facebook is dead at all. I think, you know, creating a thriving Facebook group is work. It's you putting in the time, the effort to learn to learn the people and to build that community. And I don't really, you know, I don't really subscribe to that advice that people say, well, you know, once you grow past a certain point, what you want to do is hire a VA and then have the VA do all of the engagement for you. Uh, red flag alert. Why would you ever want to outsource your conversations? Number one, why would you ever want to outsource getting to know your ideal soulmate people? Red flag number two. And, you know, why would you ever want to outsource your audience building? Red flag number three. Particularly when you are building your business. If you're making millions and rolling around in cash and you're, you know, going to sleep knowing that your business foundations are strong, you know who your ideal person is, you have a great product suite, you have a great ascension ladder, you're like, I'm making the honey, you know, I'm making the honey, honey, money, you know? If that is you, then great, outsource all of the sales you like. But if you're not at that place yet, why on earth would you want to outsource literally the number one thing that is the most important, that is the most important driver of sales? And that is your community. Your community is, is essentially your lifeblood. And I think there are so many different, you know, people who just 
get this wrong. They grow to a certain point and then they try and outsource completely the wrong things. Like, do you need to be putting together your landing page? And no, you do not. Do you need to be talking to the people who are actually opting in and saying yes to the stuff that you put out? Absolutely, yes. Like, that should be priority number one, not creating a landing page and not, you know, I don't even know what other, like, stupid things people do and not spending all your day in Canva. I know I've fallen into that trap before and I think, you know, my coach has called me out on that. So I think creating a Facebook group is, I don't want to say hard work because I don't think anything really is quote-unquote hard work, but it is effort, right? Facebook communities, in my experience, are probably the the most high impact thing that you can do but it also requires the most amount of time and energy and enthusiasm from you as in it requires a plan and it requires you to essentially create that space intentionally now does that mean that it's going to take you 4,000 hours every week for the rest of your life no of course not but creating a thriving Facebook group means that you want to be in the Facebook group It means that you want to engage with the people who are there. It means that you are the host of the party. And, you know, the Facebook groups that I see that are like huge, huge, huge and are attached to big names, I don't see those big names in the Facebook group. I see the team members, sure. I see the like the quote unquote community that is now thriving and very, very, very rarely. I can only think of really maybe two communities that are like that where the host is no longer present and the community is running itself. Generally speaking, all of the super engaged, great communities that I love being a part of, the host is there. The host is still, you know, is still showing up, not showing up necessarily as if, you know, they were a year or two or or five ago, but they are still in there. And the Facebook groups that sort of die a slow and painful death are the ones where the host stops showing up, right? whether the host doesn't have that team in place, where the host decides, you know what, like this community is going to run itself and eventually just dies because the host isn't there. Because at the end of the day, when you're thinking about a Facebook group, the Facebook group is your party. If you're not showing up to your own party, why would the people want to be there? It's like I invited all my friends around to my house and then I decided to go for a manicure. Like the friends would probably have a fun, I don't know, drink between all of them but ultimately they came to my house right so eventually they will leave because I'm not there like I feel like that that analogy sometimes is very clarifying that you know if you've had a Facebook group and you haven't been hanging out in it it's it's that you've invited a friend over to watch a movie but you've decided to leave the friend watching a movie by themselves in your own place And the friend probably is like, what is happening here, right? I don't feel comfortable with this. These are not my snacks. I can't go make make myself a cup of tea. I feel awkward. I'm going to go. And fair, fair enough on the friend. And I think, you know, when you had a business of iterations, which I think as you grow and as you, um, discover more and more of who you are, then of course your business is going to evolve with you. So, the, the reason I decided to essentially close down my big Facebook group, and spoiler alert, you're the first you're the first person hearing about this, apart from obviously my clients who I've spoken about this, you know, in, inside of SEA, but I've decided to close this this big community down that's taken me years to build because I feel like number one, at the beginning of the year, the war in Ukraine started and I did not have the capacity to host a party. 
I went into fundraising mode and we raised $57,000 for the victims in Ukraine. And I spent a lot of quarter one, well, really gluing myself back together, helping the people that really needed my help, things like translating documents, providing safe routes for refugees, trying to figure out a way to get my family out, spending time with, you know, the people that were already here, volunteering, doing doing things like that, right? That took up, really eclipsed my life. So I sort of just allowed the Facebook community to get quiet, right? It's It's that thing of I left my own party. Thing number one, right? Thing number two is... I really decided and I really streamlined A, my team and B, the type of person and coach that I wanted to be. I really had this come to Jesus awakening moment as to like what the vision is for this this company. Again, through like the fundraising work for Ukraine and, and getting interviewed by so many different awesome people, it just made me laser focus on, okay, well, what are the successful components of my business and where are my, where do I think my clients have had the most success with the stuff that I teach? Where, what are the products that like light me up? What's my intuition leading me to? And I just focused on one. I always tell all of my clients, and this is the first foundational thing that you learn in SCA, and it's one offer, one client, one platform for at least a year. That's what I like that's what I like to say, right? And I was like, wait a second. You know, I have that offer. I have that soulmate person. I love working with my clients. It genuinely is the best part of my week getting to speak to these awesome badasses. Then, you know, what's my platform? Well my platform has always been Facebook. So like let's just go back back all in on that. And obviously a year is a year, you know what a year is, so don't need to explain that. But for me, having that clarity and being like, okay, wait a second, I've got all of these pieces lined up, they're already ready. I have the, I have this, this, this thing that is magical, it's transforming people's lives. Why am I not being more vocal about it? And for me, it always goes back to that core offer. It always goes back to who am I trying to serve with this? Who am I trying to help? Why does it matter? And having, you know, essentially left my Facebook group adrift, I decided, you know what? I'm going to do a launch group instead. I'm going to do this event. It's going to be great. We're going to do a really, really fun event specifically for the coaches in my industry. Now, remember, when I first started out, I really literally just talked about copy and I had different types of clients too. I always tell my coaches this as well. Like when you're just starting out, you want to have a diverse range of clients. You want to have, you know, different types of people come through your doors. It's not necessarily, I think people become really obsessed with niching and niching is really, really, really important. Don't get me wrong. But when you don't know who your ideal soulmate person is, like, yeah, have a map, but also be available for different types of clients to come through your doors because how will you ever know if you don't want to like working with them so I worked with a few like product-based businesses and I figured out well I really don't like talking about e-commerce because it's like a, it's just a slow game and if you're you know scared of investing in in lead acquisition it's really a pointless in my opinion <laughs> a point a pointless business model right trying to grow this this small thing and, and wanting to make a lot of money fast like the math just doesn't add up there So yeah, we worked on some e-commerce funnels. We, you know, teed up the ads. We did different things like that. And that was cool, right? But I wasn't an ads expert. 
and to be fair, neither I'm not an ads expert today either. But at that point, like the the components of what I could help clients with at that point were like were smaller, right? So I was like, okay, not really my client, not the type of transformation I really want to gift my clients. A lot of the e-commerce businesses that I worked with, we worked on the mindset, we worked on the home stuff, we worked on the like behind the scenes and the specific copywriting, but not really in the way that I like to work with businesses. So I was like, okay, clearly not my person, right? Um, number one, right? Number two, I worked with different people who were at different launch stages, right? So I trialed out my methodology. I trialed out my different, you know, copy magic skills with all these different businesses. And I figured out, okay, well, I love working with service providers who either want to scale up their services business or want to go more into like passive income stream streams. Um, or I love to work with coaches. And ultimately, having gone through all these different iterations, going from you know, funnel copywriter to, you know, from that like service provider role to then diversifying my income streams, right? To then coaching. My Facebook group went through so many different iterations. So for me, having gone from, I think we were called Wonder Women in Business originally, and a lot of people who joined my community, you know, they were in love with the, I had very much a comic book aesthetic and comic book, you know, graphics, and we had different comic book themed. I'm a big nerd, if that wasn't very clear. Um, so we sort of leaned into the the storytelling, the comic book of it all, and, you know, the idea of Wonder Women in Business. And then I, I became friends with a lot of lawyers who were like, hey, Lisa, Wonder Women is a copyrighted term, which you cannot use in your business. Do you want to be sued? And I sort of got a little bit I don't know, a little bit cautioned and I wanted to change the community name, but nothing seemed to really fit. So we, I think we went to, to like Perfectionist Anonymous. We talked about perfectionism quite a lot. Then it was something, it was something else. Then it was successful impact makers for a really long time. And then we landed on Decoding Social. And you know what? Like every time the group evolved, I feel like the messaging was tweaked and evolved a little bit. And I think there there was this cusp, the, the moment that was really, I would say the, the, the deciding moment for me with the Facebook group where while the fundraising was going on, it didn't really feel like my community anymore. Like there were maybe 20 people in there who I absolutely knew and loved and, and you know, I knew would be supportive, but the rest of the 1,300 really weren't my people. I didn't, you know, there were product-based businesses in there. They were not, they were not my coaching service provider, warrior women who I really wanted to talk to every single day. It was such a mixed bag. And because the community had evolved and I think when you invite people to a party and halfway through the party decide to change the theme, that can sometimes be very, very difficult. It's not impossible, don't get me wrong. Like you can stick it out. And I feel like if I was a little bit more consistent at the beginning of the year and and kept posting in that group and and decided to re-engage the community and do an event or do something like that, it it would have been possible, 100%. But I almost came at it with this newfound energy of, I just did this really cool thing. I've built a really cool team of people around me and I really want to create a new type of energy, a new type of vibe. So for me, it really all came down to this. 
Can I still create a thriving community on Facebook? Yes, 100%. Can I revive a group? Yes, 100%. Like, for example, I, what are the fundraiser I mentioned? We, I offered my, one of my other programs in, it's called Spellbinding Content. Fabulous program. It's literally a library of, of content creation. You have my copy spellbook. It's a really fun program. It gives you the foundation that you need to really get good at creating content. One of my faves. It, and it was, you know, it is 997 as an investment. And I really wanted to give it as part of this bundle. So as part, as part of the bundle, I was like, okay, well, let's let's revive the Facebook group that came attached with spellbinding content. And we did a bingo contest and we did some Q&A stuff. And, and the community genuinely became very much an active, right? An active community full of really engaged, fun people who were there because A, they were good-hearted, B, they wanted to learn more about creating great content. So the question of, is it too late to create a thriving Facebook group? Well, clearly not. Can I revive the old Facebook group? Yes, I can, because I've just done it. Can I create a thriving community from scratch? That was that was the next question that I asked myself. Okay, so we created a party. We created this launch. It was a three-part series. I had loads and loads of fun doing it. And we created this essentially micro-community. We had around 200 people in there. And it was super, super duper fun. And this was literally only a few a few weeks ago. So if you've been asking yourself the question, is it too late to create a thriving Facebook group? Of course not. It's never too late. You get to decide what are the opportunities that are available to you. You get to decide what is it that you are available for. Do you want a Facebook group that's thriving and is full of awesome humans who are, want to know what you have, right? And want to buy what you're offering, then it's not too late. You get to decide what the, the what the rules are. You get to decide the rules of your business. You get to decide how it all works. And for me, that was such a liberating thing because I'd, I've had this Facebook group and, you know, I've spent so much effort, energy, time, my time, people's time, right? Creating events, creating challenges, growing this growing this community and truth be told actually we grew quite quickly we grew to like 600 members within a month or so and then you know we grew to 800 and I was working with a Facebook mentor at the time who was was telling me essentially that you want to be under a thousand members so we'd get to a thousand and I'd delete people to keep the community engaged as in we'd be removing inactive members all the time to keep the community thriving and by the time that sort of stopped working as a tactic, I sort of got disillusioned. And I was like, I've probably deleted like 3000 people from this community for no reason, (laughs) you know, just because someone told me to. And I think sometimes you have to sort of gut check these different things that coaches tell you. And you have to gut check at some point, like, is this strategy still working for me? We're not talking about tactics today. We're talking about the, the general question of, is it too late to create a thriving Facebook group? And I I think it's never too late. I think it's possible because I just did it with a free group, right? And we created this thriving community. It was super fun. Showed up. I did the teaching. People got loads of ahas. I got really lovely messages from people being like, this is the best training I've ever been to. It's fucking fabulous. Thank you so much. You changed my life. We've gotten some really, really awesome coaches who are just, oh, I can't, I can't wait to tell you more about them towards the end of uh, August like genuinely good-hearted people who are just so excited to grow their 
businesses, right? We've got uh, a food coach in there. We've got uh, a mindset coach in there. We've got um, a, a coach for nurses in there. Like, it's just fucking amazing, this this great community and, and the people that then came through to the VIP, right, offer. So both of those things, right, are still possible today. Real life case study talking to you here. I think where people mess up their thinking around Facebook groups. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the right way of phrasing this, not because I don't know what I'm trying to say, but because I think sometimes when it's said in this way, people don't really hear it. But genuinely, where people go wrong, it's that they overthink this. Your Facebook community is just a place for people to hang out. Where you choose to do that, like whether you choose to do that on Instagram or TikTok or Clubhouse or, you know, or on, or on Facebook, it's just a matter of you aligning those pieces and understanding that people need a reason to hang out in a place. So me closing the bigger quote-unquote community is me saying, well, this space is closed. This party is over. Come on over here and hang out with me in this party over here. And, you know, it's taken me a a really long time to be okay with letting go of the vanity metrics. I'm like, I've built up this community. I've stopped deleting the people. We've built this up, right? This is like, this is, this is the vanity quote unquote metric that is like holding me back from building the community of perfect humans who I do genuinely want to hang out with. And let me tell you, the 200 or so people who were in the Rise of the Modern Coach group were some of the best, funnest people I think I've ever spoken to in my DMs, on the live videos, inside of the Facebook group itself. Like, they were genuinely ready to take the coaching industry by storm. They were, you know, within this new aligned vision that I'm building for my business. And they are the people who I know are going to change the industry. They're going to change the way that we talk about coaching. They're not, we're not, you know, stuck in the bro marketing days of the nineties with like, I don't know, some NLP hypnotist masters who are taking, you know, who I think are taking the the word coach and giving it a bad rap. Like they're genuinely here to serve the humans and to really facilitate those transformations. I genuinely believe that in 20, 30 years, everyone's going to have a coach. It's going to be like therapy. (laughs) Like it feels very much like we're isolated in the business world today, but I think coaching is becoming more and more and more mainstream. And it's only going to grow as an industry. It's only going to get bigger and better. So to have those humans in one room, essentially, right, in this Facebook group was really, really special. And I think it's just a testament to the fact that when you nail the messaging, when you align your content with the type of people who you want to attract, they're going to come. And if you give them a reason to hang out, aka, like I gave my people a reason. I was like, this three-part series is going to blow your freaking mind. Like, come on in, enjoy, let's have this party together. And I think that the next challenge then becomes is, well, what type of content do I create in this community if I want to carry it on? And am I being intentional with the with the content that I'm creating for these humans? Are they actually genuinely learning something? Or am I just asking them wanky, you know, engagement questions every day for no reason? Just to have engagement. Like, what's the client pathway? What am I trying to achieve here? Because I know for a fact that when people invest in working with me, their lives infinitely improve. I only create win-win situations. So therefore, of course, anyone who's going to hang out around me, the goal is always 
for me going to be to help them in the way in the best way possible how am i ever going to be able to do that well free content is great but free content is there to then help them with the customized solution that they need whether that's spellbinding content on the soulmate client accelerator or whether it's the you know vip coaching whatever it is whichever pathway is right for that person i'm there to to help them decide whether they're ready to take the next step or not. I'm there to help them see the marketing system that I use. I'm there to help them see what type of coach I am, right? So these are the purposes for my group and and my community and the way that I'm outlining them, right? What are the purposes for you? If you're going to intentionally build a community, what is the purpose? What is the goal in mind? What it, why are you set creating this, right? And number one, like the number one mistake that people make when they have a a big community, right, that they haven't really bothered to engage with and they've been hiding behind some sort of, you know, wall essentially of anonymity. I'm like, when was the last time you went live in your Facebook group? Is your face plastered all over it? It's your community. It's your party. We're not hiding who we are. We're not hiding behind a theme or a, you know, a quirky ideal, We're there to show up, to show the people that you are the coach for them. And if we stop pretending for a second, particularly for the people who have a Facebook group, right? If we stop pretending for a second that we're building this fun, like, meme sharing (laughs) space, right? Or we're asking people, what type of coffee do they like? Or is it tea or coffee that you prefer? Like, there's a place for engagement questions. But if all the content that you're creating is just engagement content, and you've built this community and you've had it for a while, but it isn't the, it's not really a community, then have you actually built what you want to build? Or is it time for you to reevaluate and think about, okay, am I going to try and come out of the shadows or am I going to start building something that is going to be really fucking magical? And when I sat in that retreat and I sat in that sauna, I made a decision, like it's time for the magic to fully come out. When I first started Wonder Women in Business in its first iteration, it was a community for people to learn copywriting and it was really just there for me to talk about the things that I was learning, to talk about the, you know, the behind the scenes stuff of creating copy, creating funnels, creating that business. The people that have evolved with me, right, evolved with with the iterations that I've had, they're still welcome in my new community, but... Can I hand on heart actually say that the majority of those 1,300 people in the original community, are they really my people? Mm, No, I can't. And therefore, there comes a time in business where you have to decide what is for the good of what I'm building. Am I going to fall into the trap of vanity metrics? Am I going to fall into the trap of it's too late, right? Am I going to fall into the trap of I've missed my ticket? I've missed my moment, it's never too late. It's never, ever, in, never, ever, ever too late for you to start building something that you fully believe in, to start building something that you can get behind, to take the people that you have built thus far and put them in a party. I know for a fact that when I invite all my friends and we're having an end of summer barbecue here in Brighton, it's going to be magical. I'm super excited. I'm inviting loads and loads of my friends. Does not mean that everyone's going to come and that's okay. So if you're asking yourself, is it too late to create a thriving Facebook group? The answer is no, it's not too late. My question to you is, 
Well, what are you building? What's the mission? Why are they going to be there? And if you are one of those people who has a Facebook group that isn't really thriving, then I would say to you, you know, have you been hiding in the shadows? Have you been creating content consistently? Have you been showing up? Is it still clear the purpose of that community? Or is it time for a change? So I would love to know your answer. If you want to get in touch with me, I'm over on the Instagrams these days at Elisa K Coaching. And I am fully relaunching my Facebook group. And I'll tell you my content strategy for that on next week's episode. So I will speak to you then. For now, I hope you love this episode. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. stuck in a loop of cookie cutter content feeling like you can't find your voice or the confidence to show up authentically good news magnetic mavens is here to help you be unforgettable our membership will get you to break free from the monotony of copycat content and find your unique power story in this membership you'll create a consistent writing habit to stay ahead of your content creation and take back control of your plan without any of the overwhelm it's time to leave the bland and boring content behind and own your message with integrity and fun. Join the Magnetic Mavens today. Head to alisa-k.com forward slash magnetic to register right now.